Hey guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and that is Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the most premium, high-quality, science-backed products on the market in Australia today, and you guys can use the code TFLP to save 10% off your next order at unifyactive.com. Unify has a range of products, including whey protein isolate, plant-based protein, a pre-workout, creatine monohydrate, and their best-selling product, the Hydration Formula. So again, use that code TFLP to save 10% at unifyactive.com. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another solo episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm in the studio today with Kane, and I'm going to be running you guys through my complete setup for my upcoming fat loss phase that I'm about to jump into, heading into summer. I turn 30 this year, so dirty 30, and we're going to be heading uh, heading away up to Queensland and, and Hamilton Island and a few other things, so I want to make sure that I can get the rig out on the beach and, and be nice and lean. But what I wanted to do is run you guys through basically everything to do with this fat loss phase that can relate to you as well to make your fat loss phase a lot easier and to give you an understanding about all the different factors that I'm going to kind of work through to make this as enjoyable and successful as possible. Um, and this is through years of experience, obviously, whether it be from when I used to compete, whether it's working with clients um, online or in person. And the the main takeaway I want you to get from this episode today is that it doesn't have to be hard. Like fat loss is actually quite simple in theory. Obviously, when we're talking about putting our body in a position that it doesn't want to be in, it can be quite difficult. And, you know, the discipline required to stick to the plan and whatnot can be quite hard. But when you have, you know, effective habits locked in, when you have a specific goal and when you understand the process and there's no guesswork involved, the whole thing is actually quite easy. And that's kind of one of the main things I wanted to touch on as well is that there should not be any guesswork when it comes to fat loss or muscle growth or, you know, when we talk about weight gain and weight loss. Whenever I hear people talking about their nutrition or their training and they're, they're kind of mentioning that they're trying this or they're trying that in order to achieve this goal, it just doesn't make sense. Like it's really not that hard. And when you think about fat loss or body composition in general, you want to think of it like running a business or, or like anything that requires you to measure numbers. We want to understand what's coming in, understand what's coming out and when we keep track of these different variables, the rest is a piece of cake, literally sometimes. So the last thing I'll say, and I was actually recording a video on this on the way into the studio today, is that if you are, if this is one of your first times really trying to lose body fat, or and I'm sure it's probably not for most people, but whether you're having to instill new habits or whether you're just learning a lot of this nutrition and, and training um, a lot of these principles, the most effective way or the best mindset shift that you can use to make sure that you follow through on your goals or follow through on instilling new habits is to remove the word try or trying when you're talking to yourself or others about your goals. So if I set out to train four times per week, 
go and follow a new training plan four times per week. When I'm talking to myself or talking to others, I'm not saying that I'm going to try and follow this four day training plan or is this could be for anything. It could be doing cold showers. It could be whatever fucking example you want to come up with. Remove the word try or trying because you are practically giving yourself a way out right from the start. And there's doubt, there's uncertainty, and we want to remove that completely. So whatever goal you are setting for yourself, whatever habit you are trying to instill, make it a definite. Remove the doubt, remove the the uncertainty, and just fucking do the thing. So we'll dive in um, to this whole process. And as I said, I want to kind of run through each and every aspect of this fat loss phase. Now, important thing to note before we begin... Um, it really is important for you to come up with a specific goal, a specific outcome or desired outcome that you want from a fat loss phase or a muscle building phase, whatever whatever goal that you've set for yourself at the moment. You want to look at the end result and then work backwards. And, you know, for those that are kind of yo-yoing in and out of fat loss and muscle building phases all the time, um, the bit of advice I would give to you is that pick a goal because unless you are unless you are com- a complete newbie to training altogether or you are using anabolic steroids or you have come from a, a base or a starting point of being extremely overweight, you cannot build muscle and burn fat effectively at the same time. All right, now, I'm sure some people listen to this and say, well, it's possible to, to do both and yes, it definitely is, but you're not going to see much of a result if you're trying to do both at the same time. It's like just spinning the wheels. It's like... Fucking trying to go for a 3K run, but you're on a treadmill. You're not going anywhere. You're working your ass off, but you're really not going anywhere. So in my opinion, you want to stick to a goal. If you're trying to build muscle mass and get bigger, spend a certain period of time in a calorie surplus or even just slightly above maintenance or even at maintenance sometimes, which is going to allow you to build on your metabolism. It's going to allow you to increase lean muscle tissue and actually improve. And if you've come off the back of a... A calorie deficit you're going to allow your body to recover once you've made the convicted decision to lose body fat you're not trying to do both at the same time okay our, our main goal and this kind of rolls us into the start of this this process our main goal in a fat loss phase is to lose as much fat as possible and retain as much muscle mass as possible throughout this period okay that's our goal our goal is not to lose weight because anyone can fucking lose weight. Just stop eating a heap of food or stop eating basically anything altogether and start doing a shitload of exercise and you're going to lose weight. But when we lose weight, particularly when it's at a rapid rate, it's most likely going to be muscle mass. And again, we start to have negative effects on the metabolism when we follow this approach. So right from day one, your goal is to lose body fat and retain muscle mass. So first things first, I've, I've gone over this so many times on the podcast and the amount, I can't even picture in my head how many times I've talked about calorie deficits. But by now, you should understand that to lose body fat, we need to be in a negative energy balance. And to achieve that, the most simple way to do it is to go into a calorie deficit. Now, calorie deficit means that we are expending more energy than we're taking in or we're, we're taking in less food than we're actually expending in terms of energy. So there's a few ways you can figure out how you are in a calorie deficit or what the target amount of calories should be for you. Before I go on, I want to quickly mention that if you're listening to this 
and saying to yourself or you're saying back to me that you do not want to track your calories even loosely, then I have to question whether or not you really give a fuck about losing fat because coming back to what I said before, there should be no guesswork involved. Every successful business owner knows roughly at least what's coming in and what's coming out. They're not just guessing their way to and just hoping that they see results. So if you're serious about it, Tracking your calorie intake is a very, very simple process which takes fuck all time and it's going to allow you to take that guesswork away all right, and take complete control of your results, whatever your body composition goal is. So calorie deficit, how are you going to figure that out? There's a few different ways. The first one is you can head to the show notes of this podcast and there will be a link at the top of the show notes that has a free macro calculator or free calorie calculator that you guys can use. Just follow the prompts. It'll, you'll put in all your details. It's going to give you um, the exact amount of calories you need to be eating personally to be in a calorie deficit as a starting point. And you can also use it for muscle growth and maintenance and all that type of stuff as well. So head to the show notes. There's a link there. If you guys use that free macro calculator, game changer, super simple. You don't have to figure anything out yourself. The calculator will do it for you. The other way you can figure out your calorie deficit is if you already understand how many calories you're eating on average at the moment, and let's say you're maintaining weight or you're even gaining weight if you're in a surplus, we're gonna start off by taking a chunk of calories away from that to pull ourselves into a deficit. So at the moment, I've been eating around 3,000 to 3,200 calories per day. Now, I haven't been, I wouldn't say I've been gaining a heap of weight, but I've been maintaining now. So I've had a period where I was in a gaining phase I kind of pulled it back in a little bit. But at the moment, I'm probably maintaining weight at around 3,000, 3,200 calories a day. So my starting point, I just need to, to go below my maintenance. So I don't need to drop all the way down to 2,000 or 1,500 and all this crazy shit. Remember what I said before, we just want to be losing fat, not weight. Okay, so the problem a lot of people have is they go into this crash diet mindset where we just remove a fuck ton of calories and hope for the best because we're going to see results quick, but it's not the results that we want. So whenever you're starting out in a fat loss phase, you're trying to start with food as high as possible. And what I mean by that is only in a slight deficit. So you're still eating a lot of food. It shouldn't feel difficult whatsoever at the start and training as low as possible, which we'll touch on soon. So my starting point at around 3,200, I'm going to drop my calories down to 2,700. All right. So maintaining weight at 3,000 to 3,200, I'm going to bring it down to 2,700. So it's between a three to 500 calorie deficit to begin with. Now, 2,700 calories is still a lot of food. And obviously this is going to be kind of different depending on, on what your intake is. But the main point here is that it should feel easy at the start. Doesn't like a fat loss phase should not feel difficult right at the start. 2,700 calories, still a lot of food, but I'm in a deficit. So I'm going to be expending more energy than I'm taking in, meaning that I am going to lose body fat. It's going to gradually start to drop as long as I'm consistent with this. Now, the last thing I mentioned, if you're not using the calculator and you don't know how many calories you're eating at the moment, what you can do is download the app MyFitnessPal, which is what you're going to use to track your calories anyway, unless you've got another one you want to use, which is completely fine. You're going to eat the food that you would normally eat on a daily basis and just track it across the whole week. Don't change anything at all. Just track the foods that you're eating daily. You're also going to take your weight on an empty stomach every single morning. 
And at the end of the week, you want to see whether your weight's been maintained or gained and then look at your average calorie intake. So if my weight goes up in the week that I'm tracking my food and all that type of stuff, obviously I'm in a surplus. If it stays the same, I'm at maintenance and then you just use the process I showed you before, removing a chunk of calories to put us into a deficit. And that's our starting point. Super simple. So I'm going to start my my fat loss phase at 2,700 calories um, and... The next thing we want to look at is protein because I'm kind of working through this list here for you guys. So if it feels like I'm kind of rushing through it or um, saying a million things at once, I apologize, but take some notes. Um, and, and if there's any of this stuff that you want me to clarify further or you need to go back and have a listen to it again, um, then go for your life. So calories set, protein we want to set at around two grams of protein per kilo of body weight. So at the moment, I'm weighing around 80 kilos. So I'm going to set my protein at a minimum of 160 grams of protein per day. Now, you can go up a little bit higher if you like. I typically set mine at around 2.2 or 2.5 grams per kilo. So you're going to set that protein intake and that's going to stay the same throughout your whole fat loss phase regardless of what you do with your calories. There's a, there's a bunch of different ways to approach this. I find it, you know, for me, it's just keeping the process as simple as possible. And all we're doing is setting our protein. We're leaving it there. All right, so we've got our calories, our protein. Now, moving on to the other macronutrients, the carbohydrates and the fat. We have a couple of options. So you can track all three macronutrients if you really want to. Um, or, and I, I covered this in an episode recently, what we can do is just track calorie intake and protein minimum. And our ratio of carbohydrates and fats can be whatever you like. As long as we, we stick to two things, we at least as close as possible stick to our calorie intake daily we hit our protein minimum. So if my minimum is 160, anything above that's completely fine. I just need to make sure I at least reach 160 grams of protein. Carbohydrates and fats can be whatever you like. It really doesn't matter too much. As long as we are hitting our calories and our protein intake. And then lastly, this kind of goes without saying, but unfortunately you kind of have to mention this every now and then. Choose majority of your calories from nutrient-dense whole fruits or just healthy options. Things that are gonna make you feel good, things that have good nutrients in them. Majority of your calories should come from those good foods. Now we can leave over a small percentage of our calorie intake for whatever the fuck you want. All right, this is where it gets, this is for me, this is the difference between following a diet or just following a nutritional approach that lasts and that's sustainable. So this, this should not feel that difficult and you shouldn't have to change too much stuff to go from a gaining phase to, or just not giving a fuck about what you eat and then going to a fat loss phase. All right, so majority of my calories are coming from nutrient-dense whole foods, healthy options, whereas that last kind of 10 to 15%, I'm going to leave for whatever I like. So for me, that's typically like ice cream before bed. Regardless of whether I'm losing fat or not, I pretty much have ice cream before bed every single night. That may mean a glass of wine on a Friday night or two glasses of wine on a Friday night if you really like um, anything. A muffin with your coffee in the morning, just whatever you like it really does not matter too much you need to take the focus away from what you're eating as much or what you're eating as such sorry and put your focus to how much you're eating if you're sticking to your calorie intake if you're hitting your protein minimum getting majority of your food from healthy options but still enjoying things that may not be seen as healthy or or fat loss foods which is also a load of shit let me clarify that just quickly there is no such thing as fat loss foods. There is no such thing as muscle building foods. There is just food. 
there's calories. All right. So if you eat too much brown rice, chicken breast, and broccoli, if you have too many calories coming from those food sources over time, you're going to gain fat. Just like you're going to gain fat if you have too many calories coming from pizza or burgers or whatever. But you can still lose fat on both as well, as long as our intake is set where it needs to be. So just to clarify, we have our, our calorie intake, our protein minimum. We're getting majority of our food from, from good sources, but we're, we're keeping some variety. So in the end of the day, the, the, the take-home point from this calorie bit is that you can eat whatever you like, literally anything that you like and still achieve fat loss. You just need to be smart about it and most importantly, you need to be very strict with the amounts you're eating. You don't have to be strict with what you eat. You need to be strict with the amounts that you are eating. And again, using an app such as MyFitnessPal to track this um, is probably going to be your best bet. Otherwise, any other app is completely fine also. But this is the really important part of fat loss, the nutrition. And it's really easy. It's not hard at all. I've kind of just given you the the keys to the fucking kingdom or whatever that saying is, as you all know. I have no idea about sayings and that's definitely not one of them, but we'll go with it anyway. So there's our nutrition aspect done. Now, I'm going to give you one more little hack with the, new, with the nutrition side and this is the approach that I will be following personally and that's using calorie cycling. Okay, so what we want to do is think of our calorie intake like a budget. So let's say, for example, you're eating 2,000 calories per day. Across the span of seven days, that's 14,000 calories. So that's the total amount of calories we need to have across the week to be in a calorie deficit. Now, if you want to enjoy a social life, if you want to have a day where mentally you can relax a little bit and eat a lot more food in one day without going off track, without having to have cheat meals, without having to feel guilty about eating the foods that you enjoy most, we can cycle our calories. So how are we going to do that? Very, very, very simple. Across six days, we're going to take away 200 calories. So 2,000 becomes 1,800. Now, across those six days, we've taken away a total of 1,200 calories and we're going to add them onto the seventh day. So now on the seventh day, instead of 2,000, we're having 3,200 calories and we are still in a calorie deficit and we're still going to be seeing fat loss. But most importantly, we get to relax a little at least one day per week and the days following that, that day with the higher calorie intake, our training's going to be better, our sleep's going to be better and we're going to stick to it in the long term. Now, as you go through, you're going to start to figure out what food your body responds best to. You're going to start to understand whether you respond better to higher carbs or lower carbs or high fats or lower fats, but... They're all the nitty-gritty details that don't matter too much. For the time being, you guys have got some very simple objectives. Stick to a calorie target, hit your protein minimum, choose healthy foods most of the time, keep variety in there, don't go off track. When just just if you if you crave something, add it into your food intake. And my last bit of advice on this is to think of your calorie intake like a financial budget, all right? Every day we have a budget. If my budget's 2,700 calories, then I have a budget of 2,700 calories to use for the day. How I spend that is up to me. As long as I hit the protein minimums, we are sweet. So there you go. There you go. That's the nutrition side done. Simple. I hope that makes sense for you. Um, and that's it. We, we kind of move on from there. So I know that that nutrition part took a little bit of time, but it's important that we kind of lay that foundation down before we go. Next up, we're moving on to the training side of things, okay? So with the training side, it's extremely important that we retain muscle mass and strength, okay? As I said, we're trying to lose fat. So in order to do that, we need to continue to lift weights or do some form of resistance training. Now, whatever you were doing prior to your fat loss phase, I would recommend kind of keeping it that way, to be honest. 
Um, but if you're starting fresh, just choose a certain amount of days that you are going to be able to do training throughout the week, even on a shit week, all right? So let's say you've got a busy lifestyle, um, busy lifestyle and you can only get to the gym three times a week. You're going to do weights three times a week. That's your training days because you know you can do it. There's no point setting uh, a training plan for six days if there's no way you're ever going to get to the gym and be able to work out six days a week. You're setting yourself up for failure right from day one. So in my case, I am going to be doing strength training five days a week, okay? So they're my lifting days. Now, my training split over five days is going to be an upper body session, a lower body session, an upper body push session, so chest, triceps, and shoulders, another lower body session, excuse me, and an upper body pull session, so um, lats and biceps and rear delts, all right? So once you've figured out how many days of resistance training you're going to be doing, which again is extremely important when you are in a fat loss phase or just in general, okay? Once you've figured that out, the next thing I need you to understand is that not much, if anything, really needs to change at all compared to when you were trying to gain muscle mass or before you were trying to lose fat, okay? The mistake that so many people make is they start lifting with high reps and light weight and changing their training completely to try and burn fat Here's, here's the thing you need to understand. There's no such thing as a fat loss workout. Again, same as the, the food example I used before. There's no workouts that, that are going to make you lose fat. They're just going to either retain your strength and your muscle or they're going to expend a shitload of energy or a mix of two, a mix of the both, of fucking hell, a mix of both, all right? So with your training, the, the objectives with your training should be to retain as much strength as possible, if not progressively overload. At the start of your, your dieting phase or fat loss phase, you should still be able to push your training quite hard in terms of your strength, okay? Because not much has really changed. So my first two lifts of each session are usually compound movements. I'm trying to progressively overload as long as I can into the fat loss phase. And if it gets to the point where I feel like I'm starting to, to lose um, a bit of that strength or whatever it may be, I'm just gonna try and maintain strength as long as I possibly can. So that means I'm still lifting heavy weight. That means I'm still lifting in lower rep ranges. My, my training plan in the gym is almost identical to what it is right now when I'm trying to gain muscle mass, okay? So I'm not going in the gym to, to burn fat when I go and do strength training and lift weights. I'm going in there to lift weights and to try and get strong or maintain the level of strength that I've got. So... I stick to my heavy compound movements, all right? Obviously, as you go deeper into a fat loss phase, it's important to, and you should always be doing this, but focusing on your warm-ups and all that type of stuff as well, um, you know, taking care of your mobility and everything. And then you can use those accessory and isolation movements to expend a bit more energy and get the intensity up, all right? So you tick the box with your compound movements, increase the intensity a little bit by shortening rest periods or increasing rep ranges with your isolation and accessory movements towards the end of the workout and you're good to go so that doesn't matter whether you're doing two strength sessions a week three four five um, i definitely wouldn't be going any more than six a week um, even in a fat loss phase and that's our objective with the gym it's not to go in and burn fat our objective is to go in and pump some fucking iron it's it's to to progressively overload or at least retain strength all right, and focusing on quality movements. You don't need to go in and do 15 different exercises. Go in, 
focus on quality over quantity, work through full range of movement, focus on mind muscle connection and train. All right. Just fucking train like the, the, if you can go into your fat loss phase with a mindset, with your training of performance instead of fat loss, you will see better fat loss. So you're going in to perform, to go in and train. Every time you go into that gym, your goal should be to outperform yourself from last time. All right. And obviously with deloads and shit like that, that's, that's a different story. And we have an episode on that already that you can go back and listen to, but that's how my kind of training block is going to look like. Okay, so we've covered our calorie intake, our strength training. Now I want to talk about cardio, all right? First things first, cardio does not burn fat, all right? A calorie deficit and negative energy balance is what helps us burn or lose fat, okay? Very simple stuff. So people often often have this misconception that by doing cardio, it's going to automatically make you burn fat and that's just not the case. So what I want you to do with this fat loss phase is think of cardio like a tool, And it is, it's a tool to increase our energy output. Now, cardiovascular health is obviously extremely important for our overall health and well-being. So if you're doing cardio purely for enjoyment or for cardiovascular health, then keep it in there and, and continue to do so. But I want you to understand that it's not necessary to have cardio in there for us to lose fat. Previously, I have done some of my most effective fat loss phases with zero cardio. So zero cardio for like 16 weeks and gotten absolutely shredded. And the reason being is because I was creating my calorie deficit and my negative energy balance from training in the gym and from my food, from my nutrition. And you guys can do that too. So at the starting point of your fat loss phase, I would recommend starting with zero cardio. All right. And again, unless it's for enjoyment or unless it's because you're training for a running event or whatever it is. I would recommend starting with zero cardio and here's why. I've just touched on the fact that cardio is a tool to increase energy output. Now, this leads us on to this next point of inevitably, guys, like it is without question that we are going to hit a fat loss plateau in this fat loss phase, all right? And and that'll vary from person to person depending on how long it takes you to reach this, reach this plateau, but it's going to happen. So expect it. But, because we know what our calorie intake is, because we have our set days that we're, we're doing resistance and strength training, and because, you know, assuming you're starting with zero cardio or even let's say you're doing one, it doesn't really matter what you're starting with, but because we have all these variables under control, when we hit a plateau, we have a few options and we can just break through this quite quickly. So when we hit the plateau, here's our options. We can either slightly reduce our calorie intake So we're reducing the amount of energy that we're consuming. We can slightly increase our energy output. Now that can come from either doing more volume in the gym or maybe another another day in the gym. If you're starting with three days, you might add a fourth or whatever your um, example is for you personally, or we can add some cardio. All right, so let's use the example of someone starting with zero cardio. Let's say it's been four weeks. We've got our calories that we've been um, ticking off each day. We've been going to the gym five days a week or let's say four for now and we hit a plateau and we don't want to reduce our food any further. We can literally just add in 15 to 20 minutes or even 30 minutes of cardio 
one day a week and that's going to kickstart fat loss again because we've increased our energy output okay and that cardio can look however you like it might be um you know long slow steady state cardio where you're just staying at a, a low to moderate um heart rate for a, an extended period of time so let's say going for a jog or a swim or a ride or whatever or it could be hit cardio where you're doing maximum effort for short periods of time with longer rest periods and the actual total session is quite short so the the choice is completely up to you i typically lean for um heat cardio in a fat loss phase i find it more effective and as i get leaner i don't have as much energy i'd prefer to do a 10 to 15 minute cardio session where i'm going maximum effort in comparison to doing 45 to 60 minutes of of long slow boring cardio um, in saying that i do enjoy running so that may be an option that i throw in but for the time being we're starting with our strength no cardio we've got our calorie deficit and when we hit the plateau i'll just reiterate that again when we hit a plateau we either slightly reduce the amount of calories that we're consuming across the week and when i say reduce i mean like 100 calories less that's it so if i'm starting on 2700 and i hit a plateau i'm going to drop to 2600 Okay, so that obviously changes my average for the week, but I'm only taking a small amount and that's coming from carbohydrates or fats or a mix of both. Or the other option is we increase our energy output and, and that's typically going to come from adding in some form of cardio. We only have to add in a small amount and then once we hit another plateau, we just rinse and repeat. All right, so super simple stuff. And the way that we're able to make this work is by controlling these variables that we're talking about today. So this is why it's important to not just guess your way to results, okay? We're not starting, we're not going from zero to 100 from day one and training seven days a week, doing two fucking group fitness classes every single day and eating next to nothing to try and get shredded as quick as possible. Because when we hit a plateau, when you're following that approach and you're going so drastic from day one, you're gonna be stuck between a rock and a hard place. There's not many fucking places to go. You can't really bring food any lower. You can't really increase training and you're just going to have a shit experience and the whole thing's going to suck. So there's no need to do that. We can enjoy this process and see extremely good results and most importantly, look fucking incredible by the time we get to that level of body fat that we are happy with. Okay, so rounding out that training side, um, just reiterating the importance on maintaining muscle mass and strength throughout the fat loss phase. And, and again, the importance of that, guys, is that we cannot... Like I've, I've said this before on the show, but we cannot tone or define a muscle, right? I know the words get thrown around a lot in the fitness industry. It's like one of the most popular buzzwords in the fitness industry. It's either toning a muscle or defining a muscle. You can't do that. You literally cannot tone or define a muscle. A muscle can either increase or decrease in size. That's the two things that the muscle can do in terms of visually. So for us to look toned or defined, we just need to have the muscle mass there and reduce the body fat that's covering it to reveal the shape and, and fucking voila, we look bloody shredded, defined, toned, however you want to say it. So that's a really important aspect of this whole process. All right, moving on. We're going to quickly talk about supplementation. And, and this is very personal for each and every single one of you. If you don't want to use supplements, you don't have to. For me, I will be using them because I find them super convenient and when I'm ticking all the other boxes, it allows me to get that extra edge. So I will be using a whey protein isolate to help me reach my protein targets for the day. Okay, really, really convenient to have some form of whey protein powder, in my opinion, that can be used after workouts or I like to throw it in my oats to make like protein oats or make smoothies. 
Um, I've been making like protein cereal lately as well, but there's a million different ways you can use your protein powder. It's going to allow you to reach that protein minimum a hell of a lot easier and a lot more conveniently, okay? Okay, other supplements that I will personally be using. Creatine monohydrate, five grams every single day. I don't cycle my creatine. I keep it in there, particularly in a fat loss phase. It's a great way to retain strength, muscle mass, power, um, and as I said, it's just something that I keep in year round. I'll be using some form of caffeine supplement. So at the moment, I'm using OxyShred. I'll also use EHP Labs Pride before my workout or some form of pre-workout. Now, caffeine for me, I, I keep it in pretty much all the time. There's, there's certain times where I cycle off it, but I just I think it allows me to, to feel good. It allows me to get up and about mentally and physically before a training session, which allows me to then increase my energy output, which is going to lead to better results. Okay, so some form of caffeine supplement and and again, OxyShred first thing in the morning for me and then if I'm training later in the day, I'll have a pride pre-workout beforehand. Otherwise, I'll just have that in the morning instead of the OxyShred if I'm training early in the day. On top of that, we've got magnesium oil spray before bed, which is something that I use every single day along with a reishi mushroom extract. For those who haven't heard about mushroom extracts before, you can check out the episode I did um, with the founder of Lifecycle Mushroom Extracts and get some further understanding on that. On top of those, I'll have a multivitamin, I'll have vitamin D, I'll use other mushroom extracts in the morning like lion's mane um, and cordyceps. I will be supplementing with branched chain amino acids, okay? So I like to use my amino acids purely to help me get more water in for the day. I, I... you know, when I look at the effectiveness of a branch chain amino acid supplement, um, I, I think it's not a necessity. Like all supplements, they're not necessities. They're kind of more of a luxury, but BCAs in particular, I just like to use to help me get more water in, um, makes taste better, easier to drink more water for the day. And to be honest, guys, that's pretty much it. I, I do use CBD before I go to sleep, which I find um, super helpful also. I, I think the gist of this supplement stuff though is that as the name would suggest, it's there to supplement your training and your nutrition, your recovery and all your other lifestyle habits. Okay, so just using using them for pure convenience and to help you get that little bit of an extra edge if necessary. Um, so again, that's, that's my list of supplements. I might even put in the show notes below as well uh, a link to a, a bit of a, a page or a document that shows you what supplements I'm using plus links to all of those supplements if you want to try them out. Um, so head to the show notes below and I'll have that link there for you guys to check out and read more on this supplement side of things. Okay, so the other thing that I find extremely important throughout a fat loss phase is just other lifestyle habits. Okay, so in order to stay on track with all of these things, the training, the nutrition, the recovery, you know, making sure I'm drinking enough water is, is a big one as well. That's highly underrated. So, you know, there's there's ways to figure out how much water you should be having. But as a recommendation, I would just say try and have at least three liters of water per day as a minimum and build up to that if you're not there at the moment. But my, my other lifestyle habits that I personally find extremely effective and, and what I'm going to be using anyway, cold shower every single morning. I've talked about it on the show so many times before. But for me, getting out of bed first thing in the morning and doing something difficult, something hard, something that I don't necessarily want to do. So making that hard choice and having the discipline and really building on that discipline muscle, as I like to refer to it as, every single day. So out of bed, into the cold shower. Physiologically, it's fantastic for you. But mentally, 
it's going to allow you to 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 do the hard stuff more often because there's there's rarely going to be something another decision in your day that's harder than jumping in a cold shower first thing in the morning all right and even if there is by by consistently proving to yourself that you're going to do what you said you were going to do, you allow yourself to continue to make those difficult decisions and get uncomfortable and reap the rewards and the growth that you get from when you're able to lean into that discomfort and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Meditation, that's a staple in my day. Okay, so every single day I like to meditate in the morning, cold shower, meditate. I'll do some journaling, usually set some intentions for the day um and and over the uh, usually once or twice a week i'll do a breathwork session okay so again you can check out the breathwork session that ella did for the podcast i'll link that in the show notes below if you haven't done breathwork before but these are all just different tools that i i like to refer to them as tools tools that allow me to operate at my best every single day okay allow me to feel productive allow me to to operate um at an energy level that's going to allow me to get all this stuff done and most importantly, just to feel good. Right? I think it's super important to have your daily non-negotiables, the, the list of habits that you like to carry out every single day that become part of who you are. They're not necessarily things that you do. They're, they're part of who you are as a person and they allow you to show up your best every single day. Um, and that's, that's kind of my list of things that I like to take care of. Now, how are we going to be measuring progress? This is kind of the last thing I want to touch on. And again, if there's other stuff that you've got questions on, we'd love for you to reach out to us. Um, and of course, if you're enjoying this, please, please, please share this episode with someone that you think would benefit from listening to it or grab a screenshot and share it on your social media either way. But how are we going to be measuring fat loss? That's important. Now, when it comes to scale weight, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm for or against scale weight. I think there's kind of two options. We can either throw the scales out completely and just disregard it, particularly if you're someone who gets really caught up on the numbers, which I know a lot of people are. Um, in the end of the day, if you are following all these protocols and, and you're following to a T, you're, you're feeling good, you're visually starting to look better throughout the process and you know that you're losing body fat, then a number on the scales really means fuck all, all right? And we don't want to get too caught up on this specific number. If you are going to weigh yourself, we need to be taking a weekly average. So we're going to weigh ourselves every single morning on an empty stomach after we've been to the bathroom under the same conditions on the same set of scales. We're going to take a weekly average. The reason being is that our weight can fluctuate. Literally, I think it's up to two to three kilos plus or minus purely from water weight and changes in in things like sodium levels and what we've eaten and stress levels can cause our, our weight to fluctuate as well. So... If you're basing all of your progress off a number on the scales that you've just jumped on randomly in the middle of the day or after your workout or once a week at a completely random time, you're going to do your head in and it's just not a clear indicator of whether or not you're seeing progress. So to track that downward trend of body fat and, and eventually body weight as we go through, um, again, making sure it's coming from fat um, as often as possible, but to track that, we can take a weekly average every morning on an empty stomach after you've been to the bathroom. The next thing is progress photos. I would highly recommend for you guys that are about to jump into a fat loss phase to take progress photos every single week. So pick a day. For me, it's usually a Friday morning. Same thing in the morning after I've got up, after I've used the bathroom on an empty stomach in the same mirror with the same lighting, with the same camera, taking progress photos. 
visually, I find, you know, tracking my progress visually is the best way, but it also allows you to then come back on the weeks where you're feeling like shit or feeling like the progress has slowed down and, you know, really starting to question whether or not you're seeing results, you can come back to a few weeks prior or a month prior or two months prior and see the amount of progress that you've made. It's also just a fantastic way to, to again, reflect at the end of the fat loss period how much progress you really have made and the differences you've seen in your physique. And I would highly recommend taking progress photos throughout your fat loss period. Outside of that, obviously, we can go and do things like body scans. So whether it's a DEXA scan, an in-body machine, whatever one you like, I would not recommend relying on these too much. I think the DEXA scan is obviously very reliable. But whether it's an in-body, whether it's you know absolute worst, do not rely on the body fat percentage that your scales tell you either because that's fucking horrendous and it's not even close. But if you're using these scanning machines, just keep in mind that they're most likely not going to be 100% accurate. Okay, so don't get too caught up on these numbers on a sheet of paper. There's nothing worse. And, you know, I've, I've worked with clients previously who have been absolutely ticking off everything they need to tick off and kicking goals every week. You know, they're feeling great. Their clothes are fitting better. They're visually looking better. They're getting comments from everyone. Everything's going perfectly. And then they go into a body scan and completely derails them mentally because a number on this sheet of paper is not what they want it to be disregard that stuff okay i think visually through progress photos taking a weekly average if you're going to weigh yourself things like waist measurements and all that type of stuff can be fantastic but that's how we're going to track now one last thing and and i've mentioned my fitness pal for the food side of things now what I'm going to be using is a Whoop. Some of you may wear an Apple Watch, may wear a Garmin, whatever it is, it's completely up to you what you use. In my opinion, the Whoop has been by far the most effective uh, fitness tool to measure things like recovery, to me- measure energy output, to measure the quality of sleep, um, to be tracking things like workouts, whether it be cardio sessions where you're tracking your heart rate, whether it be the sessions in the gym where you're able to track track your overall load from your workouts and the amount of energy you're expending from these sessions. Um, to me, the Whoop has, has definitely been a game changer when it comes to all these measurables. It's allowed me to have a lot more self-awareness. I use it every single day. I'll Again, I'll use it to track my sleep. It's allowed me to really understand how certain factors can can affect my sleep in, in a, either a positive or a negative way, all right? So if I'm having a drink at dinner on a Friday night, my sleep quality is significantly lower the next day in comparison to when I don't, right? I've now started doing a short meditation before sleep, you know, doing things like mouth tape when I go to bed, blue light blocking glasses before I jump in bed, the things like the uh, magnesium and, and reishi mushroom extracts before I hop in bed, which have allowed my sleep quality to improve. Okay, so if you're someone who does want to measure all these different variables and start to understand your sleep quality, your training performance and see um, in the morning what your kind of recovery score is in terms of when you need to push with your sessions or when it's maybe time for a deload, tracking your energy output in its most accurate way, in my opinion, out of all the different fitness accessories, being able to see actually how many calories your body is expending daily, a whoop is absolutely fantastic. So that's a, 
that's an accessory that I'm going to be using as well. All right, so obviously today's episode has been quite broad and most of it about what I'm going to be doing personally. But if you would like me to map out a plan for you personally and to understand how things would look for you in terms of nutrition, training the different blocks that you would need to go through, whether it's for fat loss, muscle growth, training performance, whatever it may be, you guys can head to the show notes below. There's going to be a link where you can book a free coaching consult with me where I'll run through all of this stuff with you, get some more information on you personally and help you map out a bit of a plan that you can put into into action to make sure that you're seeing results guaranteed. Again, not taking any chances when it comes to seeing body composition results um, and taking the guesswork away completely. So you can head to the the link below in the show notes to book that free consult and I'll chat with you guys on the call. Otherwise, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode today. Again, this is collectively just information and knowledge that I have kind of gathered over all of my years in the fitness industry and going through these experiences myself and hopefully they help you guys as well. Um, so thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast if you haven't already. And most importantly, I hope you have a fantastic day. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. 